As home prices in Northwest Arkansas continue to spiral up, renters are beginning to feel the pressure. Apartment occupancy rates are near 97%, driving up the cost and making it difficult for potential renters to find any place to stay. We'll talk about the high cost of housing on today's Know the News podcast. Hi, my name is Rusty Turner. I'm the host of the Know the News podcast, and it's brought to you by the newsroom of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. This weekend, in the paper, we're going to take a look at the availability, or should I say lack of availability, of apartments and rent houses in the region. Doug Thompson, who is our reporter, he's been writing about housing issues for the last couple of years, and he joins me today to talk about his weekend story on the rental space shortage. Hi, Doug. How do you do? So let's start with this, Doug. What does it mean when we say the occupancy rate for rental units is, in, is at 97%? It means for all practical purposes it's full. It means for all practical purposes there is no room at the end. Uh, basically, you, there's got to be some gap. I mean, anytime somebody moves out, you've got to clean the apartment. You've got to paint it. You've got, uh, there are repairs that need to be done. So yeah, we are are at effective full occupancy. And it's just hard to find, you know, and there's a reason for that, which we'll talk about. Yeah, so so apartments, available apartments are hard to find. What does it do to the rent? Uh, Median rent went up 6.4%. Between 2021 and early 2022, and and that's the median average rent. Um, anyway, obviously it puts great pressure on it. But the thing, but the problem is, the problem is that it's you know just getting into a place mm-hmm. is uh, is is that people have been so desperate that fraudsters have put uh, pictures of places to rent on on various you know. Social media. Social media and stuff like that. And people have been trying to lock them down with a lease, tr- lock those things into a, into a lease, and uh, then I'll find out the guy didn't, whoever it was that uh, offered him a lease and a key didn't even own the building. Wow. <laughs> and it's already occupied. Wow. So it's, you know, it's mm-hmm. selling the Brooklyn Bridge. Uh, Pretty much. A new, new variation of selling the Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah, my, my favorite story about that, uh, Representative Robin Lundstrom is a, is a, of Elm Springs is a landlord. And she had somebody call, call her up asking about, you know, did her manager really want them to meet in the in the parking lot of a Walmart and she replied well for, first off uh, my manager is a woman <laughs> okay. so wow. this is this was about a year and a half ago yeah. so and yeah but who worse was, now yeah so whoever the man was that had spoken to this potential renter wasn't yeah. authorized to do business about those properties so wow. it's tough yeah so I uh, am you know there's there are an awful lot of people, uh, you know, folks starting out, you know, the folks mm-hmm. in the income level where they can't afford to buy a house. So they're all in the renter's market and looking for uh, looking for, for places to stay. There's also some added pressure now, um, and we've talked about this in some of your previous stories. Uh, interest rates uh, yeah. have been going up uh, in recent months, and it was thought by a lot of people that the rise in interest rates would slow down the, the red-hot housing market, the real estate market. Right. 
uh, that's just, and we've talked about this before, has just gone crazy over the last yeah. two years in northwest Arkansas. So has that happened? Has, has the higher interest rate slowed anything down? No, and it is pushing people who would normally be shopping for a house into the rental market. So it's got compounding effects here. Um, the average price of a house in northwest Arkansas went up at 28% between May of last year and May of this year. And this was the second highest rate of increase percentage-wise anywhere in the United States. I believe the only one that was higher was somewhere in Florida. I mean, it just, and like I say, people, and then on top of that, the feds, appropriately, the Federal Reserve Bank raised the interest rates to try to grip on, get a grip on this inflation problem. And that means that people who were at the lower end of even being able to qualify for a home aren't there and aren't able to anymore. Uh, then on top of that, it has another interesting effect. You have, have folks like uh, empty nesters, don't need a three or four bedroom house anymore, decide to sell that very valuable asset in this red hot market and they want to rent something and rent something nice and something where they don't have to mess with mowing the lawn and they can go travel if they want to and not have to worry do home maintenance and repair and they are entering the rental market it's all interconnected yeah every bit of it so, so we talk about this 97% occupancy rate being, essentially being full, mm -hmm. uh, but you know you can't drive around Fayetteville or Springdale or Rogers or Bentonville or anywhere, just about anywhere, without seeing either brand new apartments opening or brand new apartments in con uh, under construction. So, I mean, how can we have a shortage with all these new apartments that have opened up recently and all the ones that are in the pipeline? Two words. Not enough. Uh, we built some, or we, in, in this region, developers in this region, built something like 4,400 units of, of, of uh, apartments in the, in, the, in the last year, and it's simply not enough. Uh, as has been told, the secret is out, so to speak. Everybody wants to move to northwest Arkansas. And that raises another issue. The COVID pandemic accelerated a trend that was already in place where people want to work it from home, okay? So here's the thing. They, they, if, you want, if you're going to spend all your time working and, and at home in the same place, you want a pretty nice place. Uh, you want a, want, a, want a spare room with a, with a window in it that you can use for your office. You want good internet connections and stuff like connectivity. You want it in a nice, convenient location where you can, like, walk to lunch or bicycle to the, to the main office building. And that uh, puts even more pressure on the rental market. So, yeah, it's a, they're, building, they're building apartments just as fast as they can. Now, here's the other thing. Let's qualify the phrase as fast as they can, okay? The labor pool and the construction trades is stretched thin. We still have uh, uh, supply uh, bottlenecks. I mean, I'm, you know, hey, the COVID and everything really disrupted things, and the, the economic downturn uh, brought on by COVID 
disrupted things even more, and you just can't crank that stuff back up. Nobody, there, there is no switch to flip to get all that running back at full speed again, and uh, if there was one, we would have found it by now. The bottleneck used to be some things as basic as lumber and plywood and such as that. Uh, now, for instance, uh, people, even in this tight of a market, aren't going to buy a house without the dishwasher and the oven and then the refrigerator installed or, you know, but things like that. Now the bottleneck is electronic uh, devices and even more basic things like the wiring and the fuse and the, and the circuit breaker box and things like that. All those things are facing supply shortages. So, yeah, I mean, they're, it looks to the, to the eye, it looks like they're building like crazy. But um, not enough. Simple as that. So, your story tells, the, your story coming this weekend, yeah. tells us of a family who were, by all accounts, model renters. Paid their rent on time, took care of the property, that sort of thing. And um, and uh, a fire uh, destroyed their duplex, so they're now yeah. in in search of uh, a new place uh, a new place to to live, but they can't yeah. find one. So tell us a little bit about those folks. These folks, I, I've, I've not met, I've not not met them personally. I was told the story by Miss Lundstrom, who I mentioned earlier. She heard about their situation and she thought, well, you know, I'm in the I'm in the rental business and then on top of that you know I'm a state representative I'll, I'll help them out she's helping them and they can't find a place I mean one family one tenant is is staying with a uh, family and the other is staying with you know at a B&B mm. um, not I'm sorry not a B&B that's not the right term but anyway the um, like you get on air Airbnb right. I'm sorry it was the right term yeah, so, yeah. And they're trying to find a place. Now, they've got a few restrictions, not many. I mean, they're, they're looking at a downtown Springdale area where stuff is being built. Mm-hmm. Stuff It's just not finished yet. And, uh, and it should be mentioned along the way that, that, that Springdale, uh, and, and among other cities, has recognized the need, and they are approving things with, with less reluctance than they had in the past for multifamily. But they're sitting here, and like I say, they are, by all accounts, not only were they model renters who never missed a payment, but they had, in both, in both cases, they had renter's insurance. Mm-hmm. They've got money, mm-hmm. you know. They, there is no question here, and, and they've got, got references and all this other stuff, but you can't rent what you, what you don't have. And that's the problem. And then the other end of the spectrum, you've got people, if you have any blemish on your record at all, mm-hmm. if you were ever young and stupid and tore up an apartment or something like that, it is a landlord's market. They, I'm, they, it would make no sense for them to rent to anybody who uh, had, anyth- had anything bad on the record, but it's gotten to the point, well, for instance, the story also mentions a lady who's paying $600, her and her husband, paying $600 a week to stay at a hotel because she has a nonviolent drug offense on a record. From, from years f- ago. From five years ago. Yeah. 
I mean, here's somebody who's trying to, to, to straighten herself out and, and live a good life and all that other stuff, but to do that, you've got to have a place to live. And um, she can't find one. I mean, even anything she wants to try, at the very least, has got a, got a waiting list. And as I said, landlords, if they, they get to pick and choose. So, so is there a pathway? You know, what is the pathway to to addressing this issue locally? Is keep keep building apartments, and uh, <laughs> people are still coming every day. So. Uh, pathway may be the wrong term. It's going to take. It, pathway implies you're going down one direction towards a certain destination. It is. Um, I, I teased Mr. Uh, Duke McClarty, who's a uh, been hired by the uh, Northwest Arkansas Council. That nonprofit group of solves that addresses regional issues. I teased him. So hey, you got here in November. You know, you you you've got this all figured out. You've got the grand grandmaster plan. What is it? And the whole time, as I made sure he was aware, I was completely pulling his leg. <laughs> yeah. So he moved in here in November. I assume he found a place. So. He did. He had some trouble doing it, too. Yeah. I'm not kidding. I mean, we actually talked about that. It wasn't an easy search, but he did manage to find a place. Yeah, I think we've all heard have, have stories from friends or, or family members who, who've, mm. uh, who've tried to move or tried to, tried to buy a house, and, and just it's crazy how fast, how fast they, they move and how, how quickly offers get made and accepted. And, you know, it's, 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 it's very... Uh, a very aggressive market, and you talked about the same thing with yeah. with apartments in your story. That you know, mm -hmm. if you you know, you can't really think about it. If you find one that's open, you better take it because it's going to be good. Yeah. Uh, there was a, uh, I'm not at liberty to. Well, first of all, there was a case where uh, somebody was trying to, to rent an apartment, and uh, wanted to check something out first. Came back two or three hours later, and it was gone. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I'm not at liberty to say who, but I know of another case of uh, somebody shopping for a sibling, uh, made an offer on a house, added five thousand dollars to the to the asking price, and turned out to be the low bidder. Yeah. In yeah. the situation, yeah, so we, yeah. Yeah, we've all heard. I think we've all heard those kinds of stories. Yeah. So um, another aspect to that, you know, we're talking about pressure on the rental market. Another aspect to this is a, mm -hmm. a story we had in the paper last weekend. Uh, by another one of our reporters about the University of Arkansas being overbooked uh, with in dorm space for the coming fall, yes. and so um, the search is on now for a thousand beds for for college students coming coming in the fall. So that's just adds that much more pressure onto the rental market. When you talk about the rental market, and especially if you live in Fayetteville, people think university kids. Mm -hmm. And if there's one thing I hope this story this weekend makes clear: that's it's not just them anymore. But yeah, they are going to add to the load. There's no question about it. There, it's going to be a, a scramble, and uh, it's going to drive up rents, and it's going to lower availability. Uh, but I do want to point out that um, rents are rising fast in Bentonville, in Rogers, in Springdale. I mean, it's it's. Certainly, the student student influx is part of it. Nobody's going to deny it's a major part of it, but it's not all of it. Yeah. So, and mm -hmm. and you were, you said you were speaking to Mr. McClarty at the Northwest Arkansas Council. Mm -hmm. So there's not really a path, you know. Uh, 
you know, what are some of the things that are being explored to try to address this more quickly and, and, and ease some of the pressure? I'm sorry, I never did answer your yeah. question. Yeah. Uh, multi, um, instead of large blocks of nothing but apartments, basically spreading them out more, making more walkable neighborhoods, allowing apartments in, in, into um, um, more, tr the tr it's very difficult to convince residents that multifamily housing and their home residents, homeowners, mm -hmm. that multifamily dwellings in their neighborhoods uh, aren't going to affect their property values. Um, that's, it's, but it can be done. It can be done too. And if you have, you know, enhancements like places you can shop or eat, or you know, buy a few some essential groceries in there in that area, uh, can actually improve the property values. But try to convince somebody whose biggest asset of their home. I mean, they are understandably risk adverse. And they are understandably going, they vote in municipal elections. If you want to get people, you know, excited, do something that they are worried about. Um, but that's, and I, I will ahead. say a lot of these new apartment developments we, developments we have seen going in across the region are exactly the kind of thing you're talking about. They're, you know, walkable neighborhoods, retail spaces. Uh, in the lower floors and, and uh, residences and offices above them. So mm -hmm. so we are seeing a move toward that. It's just, you know, right now we're not building them at a fast enough pace to keep up with the growth. I mean, let's face it. At this point, uh, anything we wanted to build, uh, for, the, for the very reasons we talked about earlier, the supply chain still working out, the labor shortage, skilled labor shortage, stuff like that, anything we do, we, do, we, we might not be able to do fast enough. But... That is the direction it, it's going to go more and more, and I think there's more and more public acceptance of that. I think people, we've sat here and talked on podcasts like this several times about how this is the toughest nut to crack. This is the thing um, the count, that the council has identified as the biggest threat to the continued economic growth of this region. The idea that, you, you know, you can't afford to live here. Northwest Arkansas has always offered a great quality of life at what is by national standards a very reasonable price. And you can't grow, you can't, the expenses of a house or a rent or whatever can't go up by double digits, large double digits every year and that remain true. Not for very long. So yeah. I, I remember from my basic econ class that when the mm -hmm. when the supply when the when the demand outstrips the supply the price is going to go up and you know and the you know, economics 101 the the the, the, uh, the solution to high prices is high prices you know the demand demand increases and people are supposed to come in and meet it and what we're running into is physical limitations of being able to meet the demand. I have no doubt that developers in Northwest Arkansas would like to build and rent to everybody <laughs> who wants to do it. But it's just, uh, we talked about the Fed raising interest rates. Uh, not only is that making buying a house uh, more expensive, it makes building a development, an apartment building more expensive because the developers are playing, paying the same kind 
paying higher interest rates uh, to banks. They're borrowing money. Exactly. Money just, just the way a homeowner would. That's so. exactly right. Well, and I know you've written about several, written several of these stories. You had uh, part of that series you did last year on 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 the housing uh, market. Uh, Stacy Ryburn and I, yeah, worked you, on that you and Stacy worked on that that series together. And then we had the story here a few weeks ago uh, from uh, uh, talking about the the potential threat that the the housing prices uh, poses to long term economics. So, I'm going to uh, back back you up a little bit and say there's no potential to yeah, it. Yeah. The guy, the fellow speaking to the expert, speaking to the Northwest Arkansas Council, said, look, fellows, you already have a problem, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. I mean, yeah. it's already eating into your attractiveness as yeah. a region. Anyway. Well, I think this is a topic we're going to be, I, and I said this last year when we talked about housing <laughs> on this podcast, this is a topic we're going to be talking about uh, mm-hmm. often uh, on this podcast and, and around the region as we try to get a handle on on uh, on having enough places for people to live as more and more people move here every day. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Doug's story about renters and uh, and the shortage of rental units in the region uh, will be in our Sunday edition of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. So don't uh, don't forget to pick up a copy and check it out. Doug, thanks for being here today. Thank you. We've also got some other great content coming your way this weekend. Stacy Ryburn will tell you about a Fayetteville City Council workshop about how to spend American Rescue Plan money. The city of Fayetteville wants to pay a consultant to help the city come up with a historic preservation master plan. We've got the details on Sunday. The Beaver Lake Fire Department is looking for a way to raise some more money uh, from its members. Tracy Neal will have that story. Fort Smith's nonprofit group, 646 Downtown, is working to create a strategic partnership with artists in the area and the region. Thomas Sicente will have that story. We'll check in with the city of Mountainburg, who wants to provide potable water to about 625 households in north central Crawford County. Check out our preview of My Fair Lady from the Walton Arts Center's Broadway series in this Sunday's What's Up Entertainment section. All of this content and much, much more is available for our subscribers at nwaonline.com or on our tablet and smartphone apps. If you're not a subscriber and would like to would like to join up, all you have to do is go to that website, nwaonline.com, and click on the subscribe button. We'll get you taken care of. Or you can call us at 479-684-5509. Again, that number, 479-684-5509. This has been the Know the News podcast. We'll be back next Friday with a new edition. Until then, my name is Rusty Turner, your host. So long. So long.